Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Knights of Ren. It's Allie. And Maria. And as you can probably tell with my tone, I am already very excited because <laughs> today we are talking about The Mandalorian again, and we are talking about the Harris. And I'm so excited because I love this episode so much, as everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very good episode. Definitely a change from last week. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Bryce. Dallas Howard. Yes, female directors killing yes. it. Anyway, before we get into The Mandalorian, as we are going to do every Mando covering episode, we are going to have a short segment to counteract Gina Carano's transphobia and anti-mask behavior and just general negativity because it's getting worse progressively. Yes. <laughs> to the point where Fire Gina Carano was trending on Twitter last night. Trending. I was shocked. I mean, not surprised, but I mean, I was, I, I was shocked I mean, that it was trending that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a pleasant surprise, I guess, especially mm-hmm. because, like I said, it was getting worse. There were like people were identifying others, like how her behavior was like progressively getting more and more, especially after what happened with the election. Because now she's not just anti-mask and transphobic, she is also tweeting and liking tweets about incorrect facts about the election and calling out voter fraud that does not exist. Yes. And an anti-Semitic tweet yesterday and also Mm -hmm. supporting tweets that are, again, supporting election uh, misinformation and also not supporting uh, Black Lives Matter. That is why it is so important to us that we do a segment like this, because while we are covering The Mandalorian and celebrating the other people who are participating on the show, we still want to acknowledge the issues that do exist, So, because Disney has yet to acknowledge them, especially. Yes. So first off, as we will plug every episode, the fundraiser, Trans Rights or Human Rights, This Is A Way, run by Maggie and the rest of the Geeky Waffle team, is still running. And it is still taking donations until December 20th. And that link will be linked with both the tweet for this episode as well as in the episode description. Please donate. Please donate, yes. <laughs> for our other segment, we don't yet have any submissions. So I guess today we could largely just focus on what we were talking about with it trending because mm-hmm. it clearly clearly people have a voice and they're using it and clearly yes. people are demanding change i think it's 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 really difficult that and someone actually brought this up again in a tweet i looked at last night um because disney has fired people for less before mm-hmm. um and they've acknowledged issues for less before it's just really difficult for us to, because like even if they can't like reshoot this season, they still have not acknowledged at all that this is a problem. Mm-hmm. Which, at the bare minimum, they should have at least they should at least acknowledge the issue, and they have not made that clear yet. Yes. Um. So yeah, basically for our segment, we wanted to raise up LGBTQ um, voices. So if you're one, if you're a listener and you want to share, either. A story of why what Star Wars means to you, like why it's important, what changes you possibly want to see, or just like any other thoughts about what's going on. Um, we'd love to hear it, and we think it's very valuable right now because it can like like just with what the hashtag existed for, it's important to raise up those voices so that it can be acknowledged. 
Um, so if you're interested in doing sending an either an audio or a written message, you can send that to Knights of Rent Podcast at gmail.com or DM it to us. Yeah. And we want we want all voices to be heard because with this situation, obviously there are people that are not feeling themselves represented in Star Wars and not feeling supported. And we want it to be inclusive because Star Wars is for everyone. We want that statement to be true. So if you would like to share your story with us, we would love to include that, whether it be um, how you've been affected or what changes you want to see or how Star Wars has been a part of your life and your identity, including being um, LGBTQ. So um, we're here to support you. And I I would love to, to share any of that information along with Ellie. Hopefully they will address this soon because it should be addressed. And this isn't what, in my understanding of Disney and Star Wars, what either of those two organizations support. Yeah, and this is no, in no way defense, but I feel like if Disney at least acknowledged the issue, mm-hmm. it would make people at least more tolerant on what has yeah. to happen this season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If they, if they put a statement out and said, we understand and this, these are the actions that we're going to take, mm-hmm. that would be great. Yeah. We, 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 we need some acknowledgement, though, for sure. <laughs> In connection to this segment, and we're going to get a, I, I think it's best to get into it at the beginning. There's a tie-in. But first I'll say, before we get into the episode itself, mm-hmm. the title alone, as soon as I saw this title, I died. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, here we go, here we go. Because <laughs> like, if you look up the definition to this word, you know, if you've watched Rebels and Clone Wars, you know. <laughs> yes, why? It's the heiress, yeah. Yeah, so that just got to make excitement going. And then this sequence, as funny as this whole landing sequence is, God, every time they showed the eggs, I had fear. I had fear. They kept showing these poor <laughs> eggs when they were landing, and I was like, oh my god. Well, yeah, we, we should carry on the discourse yeah. last a, week with the eggs, because, yeah. it, because everything got so heated on Twitter. I was really upset and offended, because they were attacking those who were not attacking them. People were stating their feelings and discomforts, over the plot of the eggs being eaten when we are told and made to empathize with Frog Lady and her, her plight. And then for those to be taken from her, when people brought these, these points up on Twitter, things became very heated and ugly. And I know that you were very upset too, Allie, and have had some issues yeah, on your side why, with that. This is why I was trying to connect back into it because I don't know the correct words. The level and like impact and degree yes. of the response on both sides mm-hmm. because for us it was very emotional. It wasn't just like to connect this here the media has been kind of really misframing this whole thing and saying it's simply fans who are blowing 
things up out of proportion and they have no like truly valid criticism valid criticism um when well, and, criticism, and unfortunately we do have valid criticism yeah, it, it, which is like incorrect because our criticism is very valid yes and it has a lot backing it up and it has a lot of emotion backing it up as i was saying so it's it's just it's been really difficult and especially and we've also I, had we've had employees from star wars defending yeah, that especially because i didn't just have lucasville employees and and fans i yeah. had to explain it to but i've also had my brother and my dad um, my brother and my dad have both been kind of attacking me and like getting mad at me about it and like freaking out about it and i've had to explain it to them at least a hundred times and so having to live with people in that case who like are very defensive about it and especially after because it happened with my brother like very soon after I talked to Maria, who has a very emotional impact from it. Um, so it it boosted the level to which I this issue affects me. Um, so it, it made it really difficult. And then I think the most difficult part as you were bringing up was the way that it's not just fans and other media, but it's also Lucasfilm employees, which was really upsetting to the level, especially because, as I said on Twitter, it shows a lot of ignorance when employees go out of their way to fight people who have, who criticize their best-selling product versus people who criticize and issues that exist of racism against not just like racism against their actors and misogyny against their fans. Mm -hmm. And just, there's so much other stuff that is so much at a higher level then, oh no, some fans have some criticism about Baby Yoda. So it was just really upsetting. And, and the thing about it was that people were coming with their own personal stories. Yeah. And to attack a fan that's saying, this work affected me on this level and it triggered this feeling. And it shouldn't because it was meant to be a joke. A joke shouldn't trigger that type of, mm-hmm. of reaction in someone. And because that didn't connect... We're bringing that up and, and saying, hey, this makes us uncomfortable and, and we don't know what happened here, but this needs to be looked at and discussed. That's the understanding I have from everyone who brought up issue with the eggs. They shared their perspective and no one was, was attacking or trying to cancel the show mm-hmm. or anyone. They were just saying, this wasn't okay and we need to work on this. And the fact that we have so many other fans that are attacking others for for feeling that way that is not the way of star wars you don't need to attack another person because they were hurt by something Mm -hmm. that that's not the way of star wars that's not how we work in this community you uplift others and if you don't need to if you don't have anything nice to say then keep that opinion to yourself and let that person feel the way that they feel Mm -hmm. and the same goes for the criticism of the creators in Star Wars that were coming for fans and saying that we were taking it too seriously. This is what we do. We analyze content and we look at the themes and we expect a, a cohesion between thoughts and storylines between shows. I mean, I put out a thread yesterday discussing how we had a episode in Rebels um, that discussed the Geonosians and the protection of their last egg, which Ezra protected, Kanan protected, Hera protected, Rex protected, and got to change Saw's 
viewpoint on trying to eliminate the egg from Click Clack and his family, it, the fact that we have an entire storyline already discussing the egg protection and doing everything you can for this family to continue, and then we go 180 degrees and, and switch that to a perspective of this is a gag and we're not going to do everything to protect it even though we've been asked to. It, it's confusing to me because that's, that's not being cohesive in your theme. And two points I want to bring up now. I, I first, I was going to connect into what you actually said about how um, people shouldn't attack if you think it's funny or if you think it, it, it's just okay or whatever, or you don't mm -hmm. agree with our criticism. It's okay to feel that way. Exactly. While people might yep. come and explain to you why it makes them uncomfortable, we're not attacking in that way. We're just trying yeah. to give you a viewpoint. Um, and as a result, you can either disagree or agree, but you should not attack people or say, oh, wow, your criticism is just so out of proportion. Mm -hmm. um, and then my second point I wanted to make, connecting into this episode when you talked about like stakes and like how certain things are handled, I think while obviously this was played off more for a humor purpose, I think mm -hmm people could also argue it plays off for a stakes purpose, but I felt connecting to this episode, I felt seeing her eggs um, in that like crash sequence, that's a way to play stakes because we know the importance of the eggs. Exactly. And that's a way to play the stakes, not, uh oh, baby Yoda's eating them all. Oh no, what are we going to do? Yes. <laughs> so it, it, it has a lot more seriousness and a level of uncertainty, whereas this, it clearly had intentions that clearly didn't have enough thought to, about the perspectives of the audience in, for its intentions. And it, it didn't further the aspect of the story that needed to be furthered, which was protecting the eggs. Yeah. That, that didn't occur. He did a horrible job. And it, I mean, again, like if we look at Rebels, Rebels, I mean, they would have done anything. They would have thrown their bodies on the egg to protect it, you know? Ezra, Ezra was, his level of concern, it, I think that's why it, it's just so, it, it's frustrating for me because you see how determined that episode was to protect and how flippant this episode is. It's confusing. And, and it's confusing for me to see Star Wars employees say that we're taking it too far when we've already had an episode that's instilling those lessons in the viewers. I don't know. Maybe there needs to be a rewatch done. It's just like how we were bringing up the spiders and everything. It's just yeah, like, and exactly. a lot of Again, yes. And that, that does reinforce that. There's a change. They said in, in Rebels, we saw we connect with the spiders. We support looking at the life and and finding the value in that instead of in mando it's kill first and my dad was like <laughs> when i brought up that my dad was like baby yoda's a kid he doesn't know i'm like he we've seen him connect with the mud horns exactly. to fire and <laughs> and see and that's that's what i wanted to see and that's what i said in the last episode with you ali is that's what i wanted to see that if we could have seen a progression in baby yoda's character from him connecting through the force with the spiders, with the eggs. Yeah, and especially because the Mudhorn one was instilled with violence. Exactly. So it would have been, yes, it would have yeah. been a nice juxtaposition. I would like to see the discourse change. Yeah. That's the biggest thing I think we need to address this time was 
we're trying to just put it out there that this discourse is just really harmful. Yes. And um, yeah. So moving on in the episode, thankfully the eggs do not get destroyed or anything. Any further. Uh, <laughs> Any further eggs. <laughs> yeah. And we get, in my mind, one of the purest scenes in all of Star Wars. That was so sweet when the my, mommy so frog and daddy frog reunite finally. Oh, it's so they so run to each cute. other. Cute, and I just loved it so much. It made me so emotional, especially after everything. I was just like, "Oh, they're together, and now they're all safe and happy." And it's just like, yes. I I I swear. I okay. So when the episode came out. I stayed up because I was so upset. I stayed up till midnight and watched it just for those first five oh minutes. God, Maria, I saw, no. no, I'm not kidding. Once I saw her meet him and then they walk off, I was like, I'm going to sleep now. <laughs> I did. I just needed that comfort that they were together yeah. and that their family could be. And that was nice. Yeah, it, it was just so nice to see. I just loved it so much. And it made me so happy. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Mando is still all business. So he's like, cool, you're reunited. But, like, let me help me to some Mandos. That was your job. Not doing mm-hmm. <laughs> so they go to the inn or whatever it's called. And Maybe the cantina. I don't know. <laughs> Restaurants? I think it's called Can't an inn. You? I think that's what it is. <laughs> A shanty. <laughs> a, sh- a shanty. So what did you think of um, tube, chowder? <laughs> tube chowder? Oh, that was, yeah. I, I, I thought it was a very effective way of dispersing food. I, and I, cause I re I rewatched it this morning and I was like, you know, that's really cool. I, I appreciate this. Very ingenious. <laughs> I could use that in the morning. Here's some oatmeal kids. <laughs> It's just so weird with the, like, Mando has been, like, pretty protective up till now, but mm-hmm. when Baby Yoda gets attacked by, like, the squid thing, he's just like, don't play with your food. I know. <laughs> Defend okay. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's, like, screaming. And yeah, like, I know. I think we need to give Mando some parenting lessons. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was very interesting, and I, I really like seeing all of the uh, Mon Calamari and Quarren. Mm-hmm. that were in this episode that was again i know a lot of people enjoyed seeing frog lady and the introduction of other species alien mm-hmm. species to the um to the uh star wars world and and i just i like seeing more mon calamari and corin in this in episode sweaters yes, in sweaters. In yes. Sweaters. and i just love that so much to see star wars characters in sweaters <laughs> It was, it was nice. It was a nice, I know a lot of people uh, related that to Knives Out. <laughs> yes, exactly. Of course. Of course. A good nod. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, but oh, and I, also, I, oh, I know this is jumping back a bit, but I, I forgot to know. I just love that little interaction between the Mon Cal and Mando when um, he, he's like, I can, I can make it fly. And then like after Mando leaves, he's like, I can fuel it up if it still holds fuel. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> What they get in the end, too. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, that's just, that whole thing is so good. <laughs> but but Mando finds out that he might be able to find some more Mandalorians when he's in the inn to go on a ship with a Corrin and his crew, and he's going to lead them to the other Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. But alas and alack, he's 
in another trap. Yeah, people are crazy about that Bascari as always. I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I kind of wish we had a little bit more of a hint. Of, I mean, I, we had an understanding in the first season that the Bascar was highly prized. But I mean, when he was walking through Navarro and stuff, like I would think more people would be coming for him. I know, his, right? <laughs> right? Or like when he was on the other planets, like I'm surprised more people weren't just constantly also funny because like my him. he's already shot a lot, but when he was getting shot a lot in this episode, my dad was mm-hmm. like, How is he still alive? I'm like, the value of best card, like that's why they want it. <laughs> and <laughs> also like, look at they that. can't hit the side of a bantha. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a quote from this episode. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> so, so so they go out to the boats and yes. and okay, how, did you gasp when the Quarren kicked Yoda's pram into the mama core. What, what is the, what was it? The mama core? Like what? Yeah, something like that. The mama core. <laughs> really? A mama core? Mama core. So yeah, the, the mommy core or mama core, which, mama, yeah. I, I, is this a beast we've seen before? I don't think so. I don't think so either, which seems like a starlack. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's like a Ish. water starlack. <laughs> yeah, a water starlack. So it, I guess Baby Yoda's pram gets taken, and then Mando, of course, jumps in to save Baby Yoda. And it, they close the gate at where they were holding the mama core, mm-hmm. and it's not looking good. Yeah. But of course, Allie, who enters the picture now? Bogotan! <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. I literally wish I filmed my reaction because like even though we got Katie Sackhoff's like hints in the earlier in the day, I was yes. still freaking out so much. I was like, oh my god. That was amazing seeing all the and I mean see just seeing her her armor and I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my god, it's the her- second I saw it, I was like, wait, is that to me? No, wait. Because Bo! Wait, what? You thought it was to me? <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, no, but it was just so, so, it made me so freaking happy because, like, out of any, like, I, I keep saying, out of any of the characters to be pulled into live action, that was, because like, as a Mando fan and also because of story-wise, like, what we have with the Darksaber, which we'll get more into later. Yes. Just, like, yes, yes, yes. We needed that. So yes. did Mando, because he's been looking for the Mandalorians, and boom, here they are. Yeah. So I guess it kind of did work, right? Yeah. <laughs> and as the Mandalorian historian I am, there's going to be a lot of discussion in this section, just a warning. It's <laughs> Maria, poor Maria. I know, I'm like, oh. <laughs> no, Mando said this in your strong suit, but like... <laughs> it, it's a, it is to a certain degree. To yes. a certain degree. Yes. The and first... they, they go and save him. That was yeah, amazing. they save... Mando, and then um, what is her name? Oh, Koska, Koska, Koska Reeves saves Baby Yoda. Oh, oh, and hearing Mando. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I I actually teared up, like fully teared up, when I heard Mando ask for help to save Baby Yoda. When he asked Bo Katan, he's gasping for breath because he was underwater. She pulls him out, and he says you know, I, I need you to help the child, help the child. That's just all he said over and over. And I just, no, and I like, teared up and she said, we are. And someone then brought up in a tweet last right in there. 
someone brought up in a tweet last night like they posted a video and a tweet and they were like listen to like the way his voice is just yes. so like emotional i was just like oh my god no it, it, it's a lot like that that was just superb acting right there i mean superb i that hit me as a parent i mean i was dying because that's how I would have been. I, I probably would be sobbing too. But And then when Koska brings Baby Yoda back and seeing him out, I just, that was great. And you see how perfectly in unison all the Mandalorians are together. You know that these are real Mandalorians versus what <laughs> the low-budget Cobb Band version. So here we go. Lots of lots of lore and stuff to get through from Mando mm-hmm. history. So first, just as Jonah called, poor Mando. So the Mandos, they come on up. He's Mando's like, oh, I've been looking for Mandalorians for so long, you know. And then guess what they do? They pull off their helmets <laughs> and Mando, poor Mando, literally freezes. He's like, what the fuck? You, you could and, probably hear like him gasp inaudibly (laughs) and then like this part is so funny because then everyone kind of looks at mando including baby yoda like well the man other mandos are like well are you gonna do it too and then baby yoda kind of looks at him like you can do that like are you gonna take yours off (laughs) so pure and funny it's just like and then so basically this we then get our update to because we we on a before this we kind of speculated we, we were kind of also unaware of how widespread um this new mandalorian way was so we get our hel- i call this our helmets and history um lesson mm-hmm. <laughs> so we first get confirmation i was already assuming this was true but bo katan confirms that she fought in the purge and then she says that as Mando is shocked by them all taking out their helmets and he's like, this is not the way. What are you doing? Yes. bo addresses that he is a child of the Watch. And she defines the child of the Watch as a cult of Mandalorians who broke away from Mandalorian society. And their goal was to establish the ancient way. And the first thing I think is interesting about this, not only that we get, like, more, like, background and history to, like, where Din's Mandalorian people are from, but, like, I thought it was so interesting to have Bo-Katan saying, you're part of this group Mm -hmm. that is establishing, working to establish the ancient way, Mm -hmm. because we know Bo-Katan is was it from death watch yes and throughout the clone wars bo-katan was working with the death watch to bring mandalore back to the ancient um original uh, ways of their people through being warriors mm-hmm. so previsla yeah with previsla so i thought it was just so interesting to now see her telling someone else now you are a part of this group that's even more so trying to do this and yes is even more so trying to establish their own ancient way and i also noted how in a way i think that's why i think it's also because two things because of the way she's developed as long as as well as the way that she understands that perspective that she's a lot more welcoming because we see in clone wars how not territorial but like how kind of specific she gets to the way that honor and mandalorian society works and the way that outsiders reacted 
like they react to outsiders. And so she's very cautious. Yeah, in the Clone Wars. she is very yeah. cautious in the Clone so Wars. She's a lot more like welcoming and understanding <laughs> yes. this time. So yes. I think that really showed her growth and her understanding in this scenario. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought it was interesting, like like you were saying, like I just I love that we got to see more progression with her arc. And as mm-hmm. I'll get to later with the Darksaber stuff, we continued to see that. And I just think that is so so cool. I just love this scene so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting that Mando left when he went after they took off the, their helmets and he said, you know, this isn't, this isn't the way this, this isn't acceptable. I am not exactly sure. I, I don't know if he would leave right away because, because he's looked, but I, okay. So I don't think he would leave right away because I, I think he's looking so hard for them and I think he needs their help. And his mission and quest is that important to him that I think he would work with whomever to find a Jedi. So I don't know if he would discard them that quickly or distrust them that quickly. I honestly think he would stay. I know that he's grown up with having to wear the helmet and that is, you know, in a way like what this kind of cultish group um, has taught him. So I get that that, you know, he has been indoctrinated in that way and that sits deeply within him. However, in this journey that he's gone in, he's learning that things aren't necessarily the way that they are. And these people are clearly Mandalorian. So I don't know if he would leave that quickly. But I get, I, again, this is part of the story and I'm not going to like, oh, ah, this is horrible. Yeah, you're picking apart a lot. So yeah, I know. On that. <laughs> Um, previously met Cobb Vanth. I know that's completely separate from the fact, but we've seen him meet people who have armor and, um, are not Mandalorian. Second, um, I, I think even if he recognizes all those factors, there's just so much ties to honor and to the creed. Um, and also just because, I guess in a way, because he is a foundling and because he was taken in by these Mandalorians and he takes that with such pride and honor and it's such a big part of his history and his meaning that like I even noted for the next scene that he's having basically an existential crisis yeah no, I'm saying that this episode I, I, and, and I understand that 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 is a part of it too that that is I mean it maybe it was an emotional drive and that he shouldn't have done that but that's good for his character too so I was just saying like I don't know but I get that he would because of what you're saying right there. Yes. Yeah. And then there's and a that's couple more things I want to mention because you know me, Mandalorian history buff. So Bo-Katan also says she's the last of her line. So either Corky has either married off or he's dead, which mm-hmm. I really hope he's not dead because that would make me sad. Yes. But um, that was another hard hitter because like... <sighs> um <laughs> yeah, we don't know what happened in the purge exactly i know but still or uh, after it's that's just kind of sad because she already lost the teeth and everything and it's just like yeah like and and also after what happens in rebels because we do see that because like we know that she lost parts of her clan yes in that in that episode because clan yes, ren yeah. and clan Kree's got affected by the duchess so it, it, it's just and that's another thing i want to bring up 
oh gosh, that's lines in the next scene, so I'll get more into it then. Um, but I thought it was like just so interesting to see the way that they're building on um the transition period between like the Mandalorian Empire, like because we still don't know completely like we keep saying oh the purge the purge happened we don't know specifically like what happened but we keep getting like kind of more and more connection to like that transition period I feel like and I like Mm -hmm. that so we get basically told that the watch is like a cult that Mm -hmm. broke away from Mandalorian society to establish the ancient way is basically what we get but I just thought it was interesting that we have another case of that not just because like we saw with death watch but also the way it came with because I don't think we get concretely, like, that it happened, like, during the purge or whatever, or, like, after the purge. We know with Din's age and everything that this probably, this group probably existed prior to, like, the purge and that time of the imperial rule. Um, but I think that was the time when this group, like, really solidified, personally. I think that's, like, when they really solidified, because I feel like before that time, they were kind of more so an extension group of death watch where because we know that death watch their goal was to reestablish their like ancestral like their warrior ways of like mandalore because like that's their past it's their warrior ways and i think because we know the watch was this group who wanted to reestablish the ancient way as bokatan says so i think that they were like an extension group of that where they felt maybe their warrior ways weren't fully following their past or they just believed it wasn't fully mandalore or couldn't sustain as i'll get to when i talk more about um why the purge further solidified their group um because i feel like up until the purge that group's kind of existed as a cult more so and that's why like din was indoctrinated and all that because like we know that he was found by death watch so i'm assuming those death watch were like these people who are part of this more so group and then when the purge occurs and all of that occurs um that's what really solidifies their views and like how they kind of run their ways with like fear in a way and just very sheltered um because we see how like oblivious din really is to like a lot of other stuff and how he's like so how everyone there is so on this is the way and even how with like the helmets i've always talked about how like i saw the helmets as representing similar to the way that they hide in the coverts as a result of the purge and like their survival is their strength i always saw their helmets as kind of like an extension of that not just as the ancient way but like kind of symbolistically how hiding under these helmets is similar to hiding in a way i guess but now transitioning to talking about like why i think the purge really solidified their group because i'm still kind of on the theory that like in that transition period they had to pick up the pieces of like what they had left which was my big theory for a long time about why the helmet thing happened Um, as I've said in like articles and podcasts but like I think so my theory is still that that's when the cult thing happened but I think it's interesting that it it always seems to happen in a transition period yeah because that really like it shows I like I like seeing that kind of like division of society kind of because like as much as it can be bad to have like a divided society I think that's interesting that it always comes in that way and especially in this case because in Bo-Katan's case 
she was trying to pick up broken pieces by like retaining their warrior culture but here i think it's even more so important to them because of what happened with the purge and how much they were wiped out that like Mm -hmm. that's why they're these values are that much important and especially the ancient way i think is interesting because after they go through such a destruction and there's all this change and mandalore has gone through so much ruin i think it's another counterpoint to some people arguing a lot of people arguing that like gideon like the stuff with gideon the dark saber and like how some people and like we've even theorized possibly that like gideon feels like he has a right to the dark saber because he feel like he can lead because like some people think he's a mandalorian he can lead the mandalorian people best and mm-hmm. i think the watch is similar in that way where by retaining the ancient way they can kind of atone for like all of the destruction their people went through and like kind of make up for that and just reestablish a way um of things that goes back to like the ways of mandalore because i that's well, it'll be interesting to no, see what gideon's background because, is though because we need yeah. to understand if gideon is a mandalorian yeah. or not so but even if he's not i just think because when the new mandalorians came in death watch was like this is not what mandalore stands for it's not our customs we need to bring us back to our warrior ways because this is who we are mm-hmm. when Mandalore goes through all this destruction and Bo-Katan like comes in and before the purge and is like I'm gonna raise a Mandalore and then the purge happens then they're like oh Death Watch didn't work this Mm -hmm. retaining of our warrior ways didn't work this transition period so now we need to go back even further to the times of Mandalore the ruler and like our ancient ancient ways Mm -hmm. and I think that's so interesting that they just keep continuing to try to hold on to the past Mm-hmm. And that's why what I saw Out with bo was, yeah. was a chance for the future. And that's why I think a big reason with her continuing to work for the Darksaber is that chance for the future of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, and I see, I, I agree with that. And I see that, that the cult that Din came from mm-hmm. definitely acted out of fear. And yeah. so this is going to be a fear that he's going to have to let go and we'll see in time if he's able to be helmetless yep. and accept that. I think we will, yeah. but I think that's going to take time and that's going to be him letting go of that fear. Mm-hmm. And maybe that'll be through Bo. That yeah, so far what I'm seeing in this, in this season and also season one for Mando, but like, oh, and season one for Baby Yoda, but like mm-hmm. Mando and Baby Yoda seem, I'm seeing more distinctly their own paths, what they need to overcome, I feel like. Because, like, for Baby Yoda, a lot of it's been, like, the way he views violence and the way he, like, interacts with the world around him. Um, and with Baby, I and I guess in a way it's also letting go in a certain way. Um, but, and then, you know, as you were saying, Mando, it's really c- holding on. And maybe in a way, because we'll get to this later, but Ahsoka's not technically a Jedi. So yes. I think that'll allow, if Baby Yoda does meet with Ahsoka that'll allow a way to I I don't know quite what I'm saying but you know you know like both of them have to kind of break away from like this mold they're in I guess I don't Mm -hmm. know (laughs) and and yeah I I we I talked about it a little bit this morning on Twitter that we I hope that Ahsoka will because we didn't get Baby Yoda connecting with the other creatures in a I don't know in a benevolent way um, maybe we will see that connection and see some sort of 
path forward for Baby Yoda in, mm-hmm. in the Force with Ahsoka. I, I'm not sure. I don't know exactly what, and this is what we, I talked about this morning. I don't know what role Ahsoka is going to take with Baby Yoda. Is she going to be a teacher? Is she going to be a guide for them? Who knows? It's going to be interesting what she does in, in that regard. Mm-hmm. And same with Bo-Katan to Mando. Are these their kind of masters in a way? Yeah, that's that's actually an interesting way to frame it because Ahsoka has gone through so much to where she can provide that can. perspective and understanding for Baby Yoda, whereas Bo-Katan can, as Bo-Katan went through many transition periods and she now is fighting for the future of Mandalore, she can kind of help Din understand because she held on to her Death Watch ways mm-hmm. for so much time. That was what kept her going. She knows what it's like to hold on to something and to Mm -hmm. believe this is the only way and this is the way it has to be and like this is how I what I need to fight for every single day. So she she has that perspective to help Din be like, you can look past that and fight for like a new Mandalore and a new way and let go of those certain feelings and mental and um, things you're holding on to. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be a really cool parallel yes oh my i God. like that crossing fingers yes, yes. <laughs> and we did see ahsoka start that path with ezra i mean obviously ezra had kanan as his master but for both kanan and ezra she did step in and kind of guide both of them mm-hmm. when they were needing that guidance so maybe this is her chance to teach yeah that would be really cool because I could see her as an amazing teacher. So we'll see. So Din has his existential crisis, which by the way, that shot with like the sunset oh. and when like the ship explodes, that shot, I, I have watched like, like someone made Same a gift of it. I have watched it so much because it's so pretty. Out. It is gorgeous. It definitely reminds me of Rogue One. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> How about you explain this part? Cause when I, we get into the bar stuff, I'm going to want to explain a lot of it. So, <laughs> well, they, they, so he ends up back on the dock with baby Yoda and he's walking back and he's surrounded by Corrin who wants to fight him for killing their brother. And of course, who comes to save him yet again are <laughs> Bo and Koska. And uh, what is the other Mandalorian's name? Do we have I his have name? I have both names written down. Just a second. I'm going to pull I don't up. have his name. Um, it's Koska Reeves mm-hmm. and Axe Woves. Oh, what? His name is what? Axe Woves. Oh, I love it. That is so hot. Axe Woves. Oh, Star Wars has the best names, I swear. Really, you guys, just keep it up. I, I stay on your names. Um, Axe Woves, that's amazing. So we have Bo-Katan. We have Koska Reeves. Is it Koska or Koska? I have no idea. I've heard so it pronounced both ways. So I'm going to say Koska because that sounds, I like it. It just has a way with it and axe and they they just take out the corn in like two seconds and they're like okay let's discuss this further in the shanty (laughs) (laughs) and and sit down and have like a little powwow together so they do with more of the chowder (laughs) with more of the chowder of course (laughs) more tube chowder (laughs) so in their conversation bogotan basically informs us that trask is a black market 
and not just a black market that holds weapons, but a black market that has weapons that were that have been bought and sold in the plunders of Mandalore, which mm-hmm. I thought I was like, ooh, yes, because we we we've heard so much about like the ways that Beskar was was salvaged and I was like that can't be the only thing they salvaged (laughs) so like like yeah there we go they salvaged weapons too (laughs) I mean the Mandalorians had a lot of weapons (laughs) yeah (laughs) that would be the place to go for weapons I don't know I would (laughs) yeah so then their goal becomes um well their goal is that they propose to Mando is to seize these weapons back and use them to retake their homeworld which is Mandalore. Um, and then Din, I'm assuming he's referring to Mandalore. Yeah, yeah. He's referring to Mandalore here. Hmm. Um, he says that planet is cursed. Yeah. This is the interesting line for a reason, I think. So Din says that planet is cursed. Anyone who goes there is killed. Once the Empire knew they couldn't control it, they made sure no one else could either. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting because so we know in, from Rebels that the Empire was already intending to take out Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. And we also know that the way they were controlling Mandalore was through Gar Saxon and the Imperial Viceroy kind of structure of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. And then I'm assuming, so, so this could, I feel like there's more to this line than just the purge because the way he frames it as like, once the Empire learned no one could control it, they made sure no one else could either. Because mm-hmm. Bo-Katan follows up that up with, don't believe everything you hear or you are told. Don't believe. Yes. If she didn't say that, I would have just been like, oh, it's just the purge. But she says, don't believe everything you're told. Yes. I think that's interesting because that implies that he, Din has pretty much been told by the Watch that, like, there was a time obviously, which is probably, like, around that time when the Imperial Viceroy stuff happened, and mm-hmm. then the stuff was Sabine happened, and then he was basically told that the Empire made sure no one could control Mandalore. And no, which, and that no Mandalorians mm-hmm. are surviving anymore. Yeah, but Bo-Katan, we know, like, rose up with, like, obviously there was, like, still way less Mandalorians at mm-hmm. that time, because um, everything that had occurred with, like, <laughs> prior to with Maul and everyone, yes, yeah. many had died. Yeah, so I, I just think it was interesting that the, the watch framed it like that for him. I, I mean, maybe that's more of their way of fear, justifying fear-based. their, yeah, justifying yeah. their, um, their way. Hands. Yeah, and I think that's interesting that they used so much fear in that way because. Mm-hmm. I think that really goes to show how much they really want to take Mandalore back to this ancient way and control mm-hmm. what they can. I also wrote down um, the the armor's line, our survival is our strength, and also how she talks about how much hiding is, like, their strength now and, like, um, their survival, like, their survival is their strength. And I just... I just think it's so interesting how like sheltered they make that. And I know it's yeah. like, and cults can be like that, but like, yes. I, I just think it's so interesting that they're so set on that. Like, especially because I would think it would be more interesting. I mean, not more interesting. I thought it would be applied when um, the armor is like talking to him at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you need to return this child to this kind. Mm-hmm. I, I I think 
I, because she's like talking about more of like the ancient way and like she talks about like salvaging what's there there's just a lot of talk about where they are and i think i feel like knowing now that she's sending din out into the more open world that there would be maybe some more context i don't know to like what he's possibly walking into because yeah. i <laughs> she should I don't, have warned him for sure i don't think because i i think he his goal to find mandos is all his right he she doesn't like instruct him to no you're him. you're totally right because why didn't she think he's going to meet under other mandalorian that <laughs> aren't you know cultists like us and this is going to confuse him and he's going to be distrustful she really should have stepped in and said, okay, so we need to have a little chat. Right now. <laughs> we'll have a little chat. <laughs> yeah. There's, no, there's Mandalorians like, and then there's us. Yeah. Because she gives context for like the wars with the Jedi. Yeah. But she doesn't give context to, because hmm. Din obviously comes up weird. with finding Mandos himself, but like the fact that that's not, I don't know. I don't know. That and she would have known too, because she had that history. So it's not, yeah. She would have known that other Mandalorian take their helmets off, and especially if she like wants to retain, like what they have so much, because she does yeah. make that clear. She's like, "I'm staying here to retain like what we have," and maybe in a way that's her letting Din go in a way, because she stays and because we were talking about why doesn't Din go back mm-hmm. to pick up the armor and like use her on his quest. So maybe that's a way of like division and like saying goodbye and letting go in a way because like maybe she realizes that he is going into that more open world mm-hmm. and that was her way of being like i will stay here to salvage what i have with this way obviously he's going to go out and like find man those i guess i don't know this is obviously all speculation i don't know yeah, I just thought it was interesting that I- is interesting i i bet we're gonna find out you know i'd love armor to meet Bo. Armor, Bo. Bo, armor. Let's talk. Mandalorian powwow. Oh my god. <laughs> no, what if he like goes back to Navarro next episode and then he like finds her and he's like, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> well, it'd be nice if he could like bring Bo with him and they could all sit down and have a nice <laughs> Mandalorian meeting. Mandalorian meeting. And also have- because... We know that... Have a life day together. (laughs) I keep thinking of, like, new things I want to bring up. We know that Din was saved by Death Watch. Yeah. So, were these Death Watch that were, like, in the cult already? Yes. That's my assumption. That's my assumption. Yeah, because my dad was like, wait, but, like, would Death Watch have told him? Like, no, probably just Death Watch who broke off from the Yeah, it's just, it's just, that's what she said. That's what both said. So, it's just... Yeah. Like zealots and Death Watch. Like guys, Death Watch is not just like that one group. Of, like mm-hmm. they're not going to all stay together, especially after what happened. Like we. Yeah, I mean, Bogatan's yeah. only with like two other like night owls. Like she's not. And, with and people of- have to understand. Like I, I don't. Th- uh, this is something I always keep in mind about Mandalore is that there are many planets in the Mandalorian system. Yeah. So not just we, Mandalore. Like I, I, even when I don't know, I don't know if. Do, do we know if Din grew up on Mandalore? Oh, he said he wasn't born on Yeah, Mandalore. so he could have been on one of the other systems in the Mandalorian system, or another planet in the Mandalorian yeah. system. So that's my assumption. Yeah, same. And that the Death Watch was on his planet, part of the Mandalorian system, yep. protecting them. That, this is my 
again, this is my yeah, mind. You know, no, no, because it, it would make sense <laughs> because like Moff Gideon knows of him and we know Moff yeah. Gideon was involved. Yes. And, so yeah, that would make sense. That's, okay. what, that's what confused me for so long. Because once okay. he said he wasn't born on Mandalore, and I was trying to explain this to my dad when we were re-watching season one, because my dad was like confused about it. And I was like, there's more than just Mandalore. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So moving on in this, I, there's just a lot of stuff in this. I thought it was interesting the way that she said, what do you know about the Jedi? I thought it was interesting because she says it like she still really hates them. And I mean, I guess Ahsoka wasn't a Jedi at the time she teamed up with her. See, I didn't take it that way. I took it like she was saying, like, what do you know of the Jedi? Like, I don't think you know know anything. Something in her tone made it sound like like she she was kind of because like the, her tone just made me like snap my mando mind to back to like the mandalorian wars with like the jedi like the way she said it i don't know why i took it like she she was like i bet you don't know anything oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> like what do you know of the yeah, jedi like type thing um that's how i took it because he, I, I, she knew that he doesn't know anything about them because he, he didn't know anything about and their type of Mandalorian. And, and, <laughs> and so and he's not going to know about Jedi. This kind of goes back to our conversation last time, but clearly everyone in the galaxy is very sheltered because yes. <laughs> she leads her to Soka. <laughs> she leads him to Soka. Sorry. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Um, but so- she, she asked Din to join her group if he yeah. wants info on the jedi yeah because he needs he, to assist I, them i like how he phrases it i was hoping you would help me by creed and i'm like oh yes see mm-hmm. it goes back to that honor it's it's kind of like what with because we didn't really talk about this as much last time but um frog lady kind of brings up the honor of mandalorians and mm-hmm. following through on things and um he kind of brings that up again. He's just like, come but, on. Right. I'm glad, and I'm glad you said that because that also goes back to the point that we're making about the eggs is that she, she actually had an impassioned plea for him to help her. So just little caveat pin there. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> so I was already, because everyone knows this, I was already loving new Mandos. This scene, though, this next scene made me love them mm. even more. Just because, like, you know, the line about the bantha, and then the, the, the and Kamska was all like sassy and stuff. And I was just like, oh my god, I love these mandos. They like, are amazing. Like, you know, that the action sequence that follows of them taking over the ship, the the freighter. I I I was like, this is what I love. I seeing them all just definitely take out all of the stormtroopers and just in unison again it's just it's perfect it's just before we get more into that amazingly yeah before we get more into that mando leaving baby yoda with the frog parents gave me so much anxiety oh my god you know i I, thank you for saying that because i would have forgotten that ali i I appreciate you saying that Uh, for one the nerve Oh my god, it scared me. It scared the me. So and then and then when he said, Mind your manners, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I I kind of was like, really? Because we should have been a lot he should have been a lot more clear to Baby Yoda at that point. 
-hmm. as a parent, again, this, you need to be clear. I mean, I would have been real clear. I, I said this in the last episode. I would have been extremely clear with baby Yoda on what he was doing from the Maybe he didn't he did want it. to like say it in front of the parents. I don't know. I, I wouldn't have, it like, wouldn't have mattered because you don't, I mean, the horror of what would have occurred for the parents to see that happen in front of them and, and what they possibly could have done to baby Yoda. I would have done it as a parent to protect them and baby Yoda. So no one would get hurt. You know, I, I just, I was kind of surprised uh, about that, but then we get the shot of baby Yoda seeing the egg hatching. And I was like, Oh, wow. We're hitting me hard right now yes. <laughs> because he's ingested <laughs> some of the siblings. So that didn't really make, I mean, I, I liked baby Yoda seeing that because maybe he would learn from it, but yeah, it maybe he'll see like hurts. the value of like that life. And I don't know if that's phrased right but like you know what I mean like yes and it just it just kind of hurt because I'm like you know how many siblings would that little froggy have had that was another thing my dad brought up his defense last night he was like what if that's the only frog they have like then it doesn't matter that baby Yoda was eating all those eggs and I'm like but no you, you baby Yoda didn't give them that choice that's the issue yeah yeah that is yeah. the issue is that we don't know and this is what I didn't really want to get into on Twitter we don't know the frog species and how they reproduce because yeah. Star Wars didn't give us this information. But, but I don't know. In, in, many, in many animal species and in other species, it is difficult to, to procreate. And you need many. That's why they have so many eggs because not all eggs are fertilized, correct? So... Mm -hmm to take that possibility of further children away isn't something that I am okay with because we don't know if it's difficult for them or not. And it's her last line. I just, I, I'm glad baby Yoda got to see the egg hatching. I'm glad hopefully he, he learns from it. I don't know because I, I think he would need an adult to verbalize that and teach him that lesson because I'm not seeing that connection through the force with him. So I, I, I'm glad that they helped and that he could see kind of a little family moment. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the action, though. Yes. Um, I loved, obviously, I loved me some good Mando action. Um, I especially, um, I, I love the use of shots, too, how you saw a mix of, from the perspective of, like, the Imperials and the perspective mm -hmm. of, like, inside the helmets um of the mandalorians i just oh it was just so good and like i was saying earlier like beskar saves the day again like bless beskar <laughs> they, they just keep on trying to hit them and it just bounces right off but also they're horrible shots so i mean even if I they mean, attempted like, yeah. to hit in the non-armor places they're not going to make it because they yeah. are stormtroopers <laughs> And they take them out. I, I, what did you think though about? Is it the the captain? I, I'm assuming that mm -hmm. would be the captain yeah. of the ship, um, and his discussion with Moff Gideon. Mm. When because it's apparent that Mando and Bo are going to take the ship, or yeah. Bo is going to take the ship for everything and try and get information. Oh, so so. I, I wrote down like a bunch of things for this part. So first, 
the cargo control area. Trapped in the cargo control area. That was so <laughs> funny. I loved it so and Injecting much. them into space. Yeah. And there's 10 of them. <laughs> there are 10. And then um, uh, Bo-Katan's sass, where she's like, we'll be up soon. Put on some tea. We are yes. coming. <laughs> like, yes, I'm here for Bo-Katan's sass. And we also get her saying, there's something I need, something I need to rule Mandalore. And everyone knows that's the dark saber. I mean, it's pretty much implied earlier, but like that makes it even more clear to viewers who don't catch on as well. And on that note, I was going to talk about this more later, but I loved seeing how determined Bo-Katan was to get the dark saber to rule Mandalore. Because last time, even though she claimed at the end of Rebels, throughout that Rebels episode, so much of her mentality was, I'm not the ruler of Mandalore. I'm mm-hmm. not what Mandalore needs. And a lot of us thought after she lost the Darksaber, like we theorized that this would kind of pull her back because she would be like, oh, I lost this. Yes. I had a chance to lead and like help my people. And this is what happened. So we, we really thought, so I just, I love seeing how determined she still is to like make up for that and to like rule Mandalore. Yes. I And that that is what I was worried about is that, she was going to be somewhat broken or I don't know. I, I wasn't sure what state she was going to be in, but obviously like she was not happy that he took it and she's ready to get it back. And I like that. I like her attitude. <laughs> yeah. And then also the exchange, the further exchange with Mando in that way, when she says, I love, I get so many chills when she does, she says, this is the way and then yes. it curves around and you hear that little music cue that you hear like with the armor and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, I got chills just now just talking about it. I just Because she's, she's explaining to him the real way. Like, because no matter what they follow, whether it be the new Mandalorians, the Death Watch, the cult, like honor and falling through and, and like even now she says mandalorians are stronger together like that whole mentality mm-hmm. it's still throughout any yes. part yes. of it's their true. culture it has been a, in a very important factor mm-hmm. in their cultural structure and so i th- there's just so much weight in that moment i just i just love that music too. that's just so good <laughs> uh <laughs> next in my notes moff gideon in all caps mm-hmm oh my gosh so what did you want me to so you want me to talk about the scene um i i, I thought this captain was brutal he, he i know business like oh boy <laughs> oh i mean boy. he was he was actually effective i mean he was going to crash that that ship yeah no i thought that was I like seeing that too because like often in this situation the Imperials like even like I was just talking about this with Hope like even with Constantine he still thinks he needs to like succeed instead of like um pull back like it's just like mostly with Imperials we usually say like they're so determined to just like get the mission done overcome let's go 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 but this time he actually makes the like the play where he's like I can't win so I'm going to like make sure they don't win and I was like oh well and God. and he gets that call though from Moff Gideon who said okay if the ship is this far taken you know what to do you have one thing that you need to do and he's like okay and he knows that he's the only one that's going to execute it because all the other people all the other officers on that ship wouldn't do what he's doing because what he's doing is crazy because it's <laughs> suicide so that was, that's his goal. Yes. And so, yeah, he is definitely all business. And 
Moff Gideon is doing anything he can to obviously elude Bo-Katan in finding the Darksaber and him. Yeah, and I just saw, like, the weight of that moment where they're just, like, long of the Empire, and then he just, like, shoots. Oh, my gosh, that was... I was like, oh, my God. This yes. Guy- very, very uh, Nazi. I don't know what you would say. Um, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> it, it just... It, I mean, that, that's what I saw was, you know, <laughs> long live the empire. My mind went right there. So, yeah. and it, I thought it was really interesting when Bo finally got her hands on the captain and she asked him where the dark saber is. He said, you know, if you have to ask, you know where it is. This is what I want to bring up too. This line, I especially noticed another interesting discussion point um, because she asks if he has it. And there's mm-hmm. several things I think could be implied here. One, she knows, but she's in denial because that could be a possibility because we don't know how she lost it yet. Two, this implies that she actually didn't lose it in like a duel or yeah. that kind of a way. Yes. Three, I, 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 it, it's just a way of like, I don't know what my third one was. It, my third one was just like the other open option. I just wanted to discuss this with you. What do you think about this line? I, I think that, I, I don't know if she had it on her. Maybe she had it in that's like what, a that, yeah, like, like honor, one. you know, yeah. and that it was stolen. Like she had it there to like represent things. Yeah. That, that, because obviously if it were on her person, she would know it was taken. Yeah. So I think she had it somewhere and it was stolen yeah. by the, by the first order. Yeah. That was like my thir- empire. Whatever. Yeah. Empire. Yeah. No, but <laughs> it was kind of like. That was my third one, I think. It was, like, either it's not completely on her, it's on her, and she, like, loses it sometime. Like, she had it, but she lost it, or, and she just doesn't know where it went, or mm-hmm. it's, or she's literally just in denial. And we don't know that for sure, but I thought that it was just interesting the way she's, like, she's, like, does he have it? Because the fact that she asks if he has it yeah. implies on some level that she does have some knowledge to, like, where it would be if yes. it got lost. So... And and it it's obvious that he took it, Moff he being Moff Gideon. Yeah. Um, and she wants to know where he is, and she wants that captain to take her to him. And he said, "You might leave me alive, but he's not going to." Very Vader esque. Like let's. I was go. like, but then he knows that too. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, he's like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm I'm fine working here. Yeah, it reminded me of like <laughs> like, like like I was saying Vader esque, like when the Grand Inquisitor like was like, nope, I'm out. Bye, see ya. Yeah. I'm not facing Vader. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and I have to say, um, really quick too, since we're talking about Vader, um, yeah. the there was a scene as they're walking through the Mandalorians are walking through the ship and there's just death everywhere around them. And they're, they're screaming, close the doors, close the doors. That was, that brought me back to Rogue One. And I was like, this, it was, I I don't know if we could do a shot by shot. I think it's going to be very similar. Want to like edit those together now? Oh my God, let's go. No, I I, I honestly think it is. Yes. Because it, it's very, I, I know that the, the the voices i know the dialogue in rogue one so well because i've seen it so many times that i'm like i'm almost positive it matches up perfectly oh my god (laughs) so i i I think that that was interesting she's trying to she's obviously got a a beat on where the dark saber might be Mm -hmm. and i'm hoping that they're able to get it in 
the further episodes because it yeah. should be where, I mean, it should be with both. How, before we get to Ahsoka, what do you, how do you, how do you think she's going to come back into play in this season? I, I hope that she's going to have um, some role as a teacher for baby Yoda yep. and for, and for Din to learn the ways of the Jedi. Um, and of course, as you said, she's, she's technically not a Jedi, but yeah. she would easily be a, a master. She could be a master if she chose to. Yeah. Maybe she will reprise her role as a Jedi. Yeah, well, that's what, because I mean, I've seen some people speculate that, that she's possibly come to, like, a way, especially because, like, we do still see that she has become at least somewhat more open to still using, like, the Force and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And Just Rebels. like Luke. So, yeah, I, I feel like even though she's denounced being a Jedi, she still has that kind of ability, like, she, just like, like you were saying earlier, how she still works to teach Ezra. Like, mm-hmm. she still has a teacher mentality, and she's still yes. willing to teach others and bring, bring on a future generation. And not just bring on a future generation, but bring her own knowledge and understanding for it. And I, I think that's like even though she continues to ne- denounce herself as a Jedi, even rebel, even in Rebels, she mm-hmm. still has that teacher mentality. So I think, yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I'm hoping so. Otherwise, we're gonna have her take a role of okay, here's more Jedi. But I, and and that's great. I mean, maybe we will see other Jedi in this. I I have no issue with seeing more Jedi. That'd be great. Yeah. Um. I I hope though she does take a role as a teacher i really do the other interesting part of this is figuring out specifically like where we are in the timeline for ahsoka and sabine's sake um because obviously bogtan knows where ahsoka is so they've at yes. least been in contact um and ahsoka i'm interested in finding ezra no i'm interested <laughs> if i'm interested if when we do hopefully get that rebel sequel, if Bo-Katan's like gonna be involved with that, in, she has point. to because has I can't to. imagine they're just in contact. It's not just no. like a oh Ahsoka, let's keep in contact after our Mandalore fight or whatever. But like, no, they and there there's a uh, Ahsoka would keep in contact her with her, but uh, yeah, but but it would be it wouldn't it would be for specific reasons. It yeah. would be for necessity because yeah. Ahsoka wouldn't want to disrupt things you know part of so i told uh, people this the other day but like part of me really hopes they haven't found ezra yet because for me at least it's gonna feel several things it's gonna feel disconnected and it's gonna feel like an undermining like it's gonna feel weird and like disconnected and undermining because like they that deserves its own story and, it's and I feel like even if they do a Rebel sequel, like, having him show up here, it'll make it feel un... Because, like, obviously we know we're, they're probably going to find him someday, but it will make it feel, like, unwarranted? Mm-hmm. Or I don't know what the right word is for that, but it just... I just feel like it won't feel right. I it, won't, it won't have enough merit to it. It won't yeah. have enough weight to it. Yeah, I, I think that if we get a synopsis of what happened from Ahsoka, I think that would definitely take away from Ezra yeah. and his journey and yeah. what occurred there. And I, I, I mean, I, I already know, discussed I just, I the fact that I didn't really want to see Ahsoka in live action. Yeah, no, it's just, that's what I'm fearing about because yeah. people 
were theorizing that she'd be here. And then people have also been theorizing that we be, we all get Ezra. And I'm like, I just, uh, yeah. I just don't think it fits. I've already been questionable about Ahsoka, but I'm now that yeah. we have Ahsoka, I'm willing. And especially now that we're drawing comparisons, like with baby Yoda and Mando and Bogotan and Ahsoka, like mm-hmm. there is, there is something there that can be played with. Hopefully. Story wise. But I just, I really don't feel like it'll work. It'll just feel disconnected for me. And I just It'll really- be very forced for yeah. sure. Yeah. And so- we I, I, I do think that is kind of putting the court the cart before the horse if we get all of that story without seeing it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then and then getting the series. Yeah, I, I think and that's another Ezra. thing. Like if we, we need get the finding Ezra, Ezra series. Yeah, like if we get Ezra in this, then it's gonna feel weird watching that series because we're gonna be like, yes. oh, we know, already know he's safe and sound with Ahsoka and Speed and everything's fine. Exactly. So, um <laughs> and and but Ezra needs that journey and so does Ahsoka and so does yeah. Sabine. We yeah. we and we as viewers deserve and that's to that another journey. thing because any growth that Ahsoka experiences mm-hmm. in this series they would technically need to play on it if we were at that point in the timeline. Exactly. And that's, and that for them, it, it for them uh. to do that. And that's why I'm so nervous about it. This, this is the main reason why I'm so nervous about it is yeah. because we lose that potential. Yeah. And it loses that weight because even they as writers don't know the extent to what, unless they've written the entire show, which I doubt they have. Yeah. So, so I would say this is why I am so hesitant and so nervous because I don't want us to lose that impact of what they all went through and us to not see the growth in there changed from where they were to then over here in Mando. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's why we've been like listeners. If you've listened to our last couple of episodes, that's the biggest reason why we've been like kind of questionable about this. Yes. It's not, it's not because I'm worried about that. Well, I mean, I know a lot of people have issue with Rosario Dawson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's its a, own thing, but there's other a, stuff story wise yes. that makes this like, yes, I, I want, I want the characters to have their justice. Yeah. In their stories and yeah. their arcs, yeah, and not and for us to not lose that because I am such a Ezra, Ahsoka, and Sabine fan. I I need them to to have their full growth because Ezra did and they all did in Rebels, and I I want that same level of care for their characters in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm scared. <laughs> me too. Me too. I mean, scared. like, it's gonna be a rough couple of weeks already because we're gonna have Gina Carano next week. Yes. We're gonna have, and then you already brought up Rosie. Like, like we're just—it's just gonna be a rough couple of weeks on like the actor level. Yes. Um, and it's also gonna be a rough couple of weeks just because we're gonna be worried for the story and because, and even just because, like, we uh, this also comes to our theories for next episode because I keep saying this. Um, I don't feel like we're getting Ahsoka next episode at least until yeah, we're not because of how Filoni is doing episode five, and yeah. Filoni is usually the person who's in- handles Ahsoka, which mm-hmm. also makes me think if we see Ahsoka, we're not going to see Ahsoka for that long, which makes yeah. me also worried. Um, that, and that that's what I'm saying is that I, I want her to take a teacher role, but I don't think we're going to get that. Yeah, I think we're going to get. A little bit of Ahsoka, which might be good. 
I know, but like to preserve her character, it kind of goes back to the whole how <laughs> some people have been saying it's kind of been like a cameo kind of season. Yeah, so far, I, I and- think it might be. <sighs> I, I'm going to, in my estimation of this, I'm going more of it's going to be a cameo appearance, something short that we're going to get of of her. I know. I just my feelings on that, at least, it's like if you're going to include these characters, I feel like you should draw it out more. Cause if you're having cameos, it's just taking away from a character, the, the characters of the show, each episode, mm-hmm. I feel like. And, like. and notice that we haven't seen anything of Boba. Yeah. Like if we're going to have hint. these characters, I feel like, I, like people could argue they take away from the characters more if you extend their storylines in this story. But I feel like if they're implemented more, it has more meaning than yes. just throwing them in. Because if you throw yes. them in, like, if, let's say, we don't see bo ever again for some weird, whack reason, like, then this whole episode, we freaked out about bo and while, like, Din had his own thing, people were just, might be just so focused on bo and then she just never comes back, and then it's just like, well, then what was the point? So, I, I, I don't know. I just, yeah. yeah, that's my biggest thing with cameos yeah. in this. I just hope that these characters come back and that they play more of a role than just we're here for an episode and bye-bye. Yeah, <laughs> it, would, it, it would cause a lot of loose ends Yeah, that aren't wrapped up. So, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I hope that, it, yeah, it's, it re- it's kind of a double-edged sword, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, if we get a lot of ah- Ahsoka, that might diminish her storyline exactly. from Rebels. If yeah. we don't yeah. get a lot of Ahsoka, yeah. then that will affect the story here. And where do we go with Baby Yoda and yeah. finding Jedi? Yeah. And then we have a loose end with her just popping it. Yeah. So it's <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> a hard way, one to balance. Like, ah. Maybe, maybe it will. I mean, I love her being in it, but it could have been cool to, like, maybe have a different Jedi. Yeah. Well, we that was our theory last time. Yeah. And as much as I, because I'd really Boss. <laughs> heard, like, a ton of, like, stuff about the leaks and stuff. So I already knew, had a feeling she was showing up. Yeah. I'm just glad she wasn't, like, because, like, a lot of people fear I should be in, like, this episode. Yes. So I feel like. I, I don't know what to say about it. I'm, I'm like I said last episode, I guess, I'm just hopeful that they, whatever they choose to do, does have, like, meaning and works out. And I don't know what more I can say about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope it works out, too. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with Ahsoka. Um, yeah, because I yeah. love Ahsoka. Don't get me wrong, listeners. Yeah. I love Ahsoka, but, like, well, I'm just, I'm a huge Ahsoka fan. It's, yeah. I mean, she's one of the characters I relate to the most besides Ezra. Same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think maybe that's why I'm, I am protective of her. Exactly. I'm protective of our rebels. No, that, that's why I've been like so on, why I was so on the Sabine thing mm-hmm. and why I was so defending why I didn't want it because she means that much to me. I didn't yeah. stress it enough last episode. I felt like when I was saying like, I want her implemented to have meaning, the reason, a big reason I wanted that was not just for a story reason, but because she means so much to me that yeah. I didn't want her to just be like thrown away. So, yes. Yeah. Do you think, because I know a lot of people are thinking Ezra's going to be in this because yeah, there's been an actor that, that has been like joking about it. Yeah. Do you think Ezra's going to be in this? Mandalorian season two? Do, do I think or do I want? That's the difference. Um, 
And that's think? why I said it all depends on where we are in the timeline. I don't know. Because we saw Katie Sackhoff do the same thing, but she did it much more minimally. Yeah. I honestly kind of feel like he's been doing it so much. Yes. To the point that it's not true. Really? I'm thinking it's, he's done so much that it has to be true. Why would Lucasfilm let him do that? I just feel like that's like really like. No, a but I would think Lucasfilm would... would say, hey, you know, and he's trying to drum up excitement. You know? I know. I don't That's know. I'm, I'm just so on the story. I'm still on that whole thing where I just don't feel like it'll. I, just, I, I agree. No, and that, that's why I agree. I, 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 I really uh, just want it to be its own because, story. I, uh, I, I need, we need the animation of it prior to. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if the Rebel sequel yeah. had already come out, I would be like, yes. sure. Or but if like, we had at least one season down of Rebel sequel. Yeah. Like anything. It's just yes. Like, right now. Like, like I'm literally like we haven't heard anything about it since mm-hmm. rebels ended so like i just i don't know i don't know i don't know i mean i know it's coming i know that it is yeah i know it is yeah and i i just i don't want again as i said like it was, just a little bit ago i don't want the, the cart before the horse yeah that's the I thing it the hasn't horse. even <laughs> it hasn't even been announced like yes. we got the bad batch announcement we didn't get like the rebels so, like it's not even like talked about yet so i'm just like ah. yeah we we definitely need ah. a rebels continuation since now we have no animation please please we need some animation. I love the live action, but we do need the animation. Yeah, and there's a lot more that can be that's done. That's another thing my friend said to me along with the cameo thing was they're worried that this that they're going to attach to the live action stuff. And I, I was saying to them, I'm like, I know animation takes money and time, but like so does live action. But like animation, no, live action takes so much more. No, but animation could take like so much extra time. Like taking this from someone who's done animation stuff before, it takes mm-hmm. a long time. And so I, I know it takes a while, but like we've seen how good they are at getting the content out so we mm-hmm. know that they're able to do it so i don't know we'll see <laughs> i'm tired so, and then now now we have mando leaving yep leaving the planet trask to Basi- we say we say goodbye off. to frog family yes um, i wish we see them again we're, we're probably not i hope yes. i wish them the best <laughs> yeah with their their one frog Yes, and then Mando flies off in his barely a ship. Yes, it's not a ship anymore. It is just the Mon Calamari have have literally strung it together. Literally, <laughs> is it really? What a if ship Hera? What, what, I, could you imagine if Hera had walked into that ship? That wouldn't have occurred. Just saying. No, no, no. If we just do saying. Ezra, like Ezra, come on, please, like critique the ship and be like, the fuck is your ship? <laughs> He, if Hera, if that mom Calamari had given that ship to Hera, she would have been like, you're starting again. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like, Sorry. Uh, We're not paying for this. Like, if that's what she was given in Rebels, she'd be like, nope, bye. No. See you, bye later. Like, no. <laughs> and we already know Hera has put some mom Calamari in their place. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. why I'm saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so Ben, we find out that they are not in the next episode going to find Ahsoka, but yep. they are going to go back to Navarro. I wonder Good. why. Car doing and grief cargo for help because apparently Mando doesn't think he can do anything on his own. He always needs help, apparently. 
I, I'm confused as to why we're going back to Navarro because he could just easily go talk to Ahsoka herself yeah, or himself. Because like the trailer frames it like he's going back there to get their help. Yes. So either A, yes. something happens in between, like something happens at the beginning of the episode that makes it like where he does need to get help. Or B, this poor boy does not think he can do anything on his own. It's just like how he's trying to get Mando's help to find Jedi. I'm like, this poor man, he can't do anything without getting help. I'm like, come mm-hmm. on. It, it, yeah. I, is, he, is he scared of the Jedi? I mean, he, he is, was kind of told that they yeah, were like kind of sorcerer enemies <laughs> yeah. at a point. So, like, I guess we can give him credit there. But like, but then I would, if, if I were Mando, because he has asked questions and clarified things with other people on other like, episodes, wouldn't he ask Bo-Katan, hey, yeah. is this a foe or a friend? Do yeah, I need so to, like, good. come in, bang, bang, bang? Or... Am I going to be able to sit down? Because yeah. Bo does make it clear. And Bo, Bo does send, yeah. that Bo sent you. Yeah, Bo so does send. friends. Bo doesn't, like, say anything, like, just, because Watch all out. she says. <laughs> she doesn't say that, yeah. She does say that, say, Bo-Katan, like, sent you. Yeah. But that's, like, the most warning, per se, she gives is, like, being, like, at least say that, like, I sent you. Yeah. But, like, she doesn't, like, make it clear that, like, you need to like have your gun yeah. drawn and be ready exactly so so why would then he feel need to go there and if, yeah. if he were concerned he should have asked so hey do <laughs> i do i need to like come with friends or yeah so we'll we'll see what happens and why we have to go back to navarro instead of going to corvus which is where he was directed to go to so i'm gonna be intrigued as to why we're going there i mean if we look at the trailer shots no but i agree with you it is because he's asking for help but it's yeah, no, clear no, that no, both saying that, that not yeah. just that i'm also thinking about that what, because we see them in a facility and they're like being chased after stormtroopers so i wonder when that comes because like we know they're teaming up so i'm just curious how long this trio will be together per se yes i'm thinking it might be a couple episodes because right, like know, if that's two. the case they obviously might be running into another conflict before which would explain why ahsoka is probably not coming till episode five because yes. i feel like that's like what happens is some yes. other thing comes up and they're like oh we gotta deal with this now <laughs> maybe on the way to navarro the ship doesn't i mean on the way to corvus the ship isn't doing well and he has to land in navarro I don't know. I don't that know. We'll see. Too, that would be too slightly too serendipitous. Like too because, convenient too. Like of no, all it places. is because exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the galaxy. <laughs> like he's gonna land again on Navarro. Come on. Like, it's like, is it are the only planets Navarro and Tatooine? Apparently so. Apparently so. <laughs> <laughs> There's only like five planets in the galaxy. Hoth, <laughs> <Hoth, Hoth>, Navarro, <laughs> Tatooine. That's it, guys. That's why I'm like when, when everyone when the trailer came out and everyone was assuming the planets were already planets we'd seen. I was like, oh my god, you guys. Stop. Yeah. When but see it's it, I, it, it's confusing because in Rebels they were so expansive on the exactly on the, universe, on the galaxy wars in some ways like. I and I like that. I love seeing Animated all the new planets. Like, yeah. yeah. Give us new planets. Yes. 
the live, live action, action needs to shows. step it up when it comes to planets. That's yes, let's hope. Let's hope for. Well, I mean, obviously, Obi Wan's show is going to be on Tatooine. <laughs> Don't remind me. No, <laughs> I can't sit on that desert planet for a whole series. But, gonna- but we have hopes for Cassian's series. <laughs> <laughs> Cassian's like, I need to go be Tatooine. <laughs> Headquarters tattoo. <laughs> I I will I will die. I will die. Please, Star Wars, do that just for me. Because <laughs> I will think it is so funny. <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about planets or something? I don't know. Yes. Uh, and what what will happen in the next episode? Uh, oh god, well, I hopefully you. we will see some growth in in people but i am slightly concerned about going back to navarro true especially because i'm just like just no 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 i know i know they already filmed it all but like still yes because i i I know that like i don't know how to phrase that anymore i'm just like i really hope that after this season they do step it up or even before the season ends they acknowledge it i'm just like god I, I don't think that they will because they haven't at this point. I know. But I will say that just It's clear on- that people like are really like the fact that it was trending last night. People are really like wanting them to step But up. that's and and something that that Star Wars does need to keep in mind is that Gina Carano is is obviously upset. This is part of the reason why she went on parlor and she's on her tirade of things. This is only going to ups- upset her more is what i assume and, and we're only going to see worse behavior as i know that continue. like i know that like a lot of people have theorized that the biggest reason she's going off so much is because she dies this season um which would obviously be an easy way out for star wars so that's why i think it's important yeah. that they should still acknowledge it, even if she dies this yeah. season let's still get acknowledgement of and i don't think that they will which <laughs> yeah. they should they should. They really should. They need to. Yeah. And th- that would be great for them, too. I, I really do th- think that they should say something. And I, I think possibly if things get worse, it-, it-, it would take something for them to say something. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Um, so as much as we were talking about, like, about the fact that, like, planets um, are so kept to these, like, certain group of planets, I did appreciate seeing this kind of a planet in this episode, like, seeing, like, a water fishery mm-hmm. kind of settlement kind of planet i i liked that i i did just want to say that because not just because there was it was just a cool planet in general and like you know, we got a lot of cool shots so that is true and we, and we got a new planet so yay and that's another thing like i i i do see that this show is capable of doing that because like we've seen sorgan and we've seen mm-hmm. this planet it is capable of doing that but like as you said like why are we going back to now? I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I get you have a set that you created and everything. Yeah. And like, and you it's have these effective. characters. Like, you have these characters. Like, Grief Karga is still a thing. So, like, let's implement them, I guess. I don't know. Yes. It's fine. But then, but we also lost a lot of the characters from the first season. Like, are we going to see the armor again? I would I mean, like, if we go we back got, to Navarro, I would like to see her again. I think the of. fact that we did get Pelly is a sign that they know those characters at least exist. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> 
Yeah, that episode so far is like the only one that really fully acknowledged because like we get like Pelly, we get the acknowledgement of like the speeder bike. We mm-hmm. get like we we get stuff from that episode that's like we remember that that's all happened. Yes. <laughs> so I think they are capable of doing that. So we'll see. We'll see. Yes. See. I'm excited to find out what happens the next episode. Yes. But not excited to see <laughs> Gina Carano's character. Yes. Yeah, on that note, please remember that trans rights are human rights. This is the way the fundraiser is still open until December 20th. Please um, donate. donate. Please donate if you can, if you are financially incapable, because we know these are trying times, as um, they say, as, <laughs> as the X-Wing pilots say, these are trying times. Yes. Please at least share the link, because it is important to share that. And other than that, I just really love this episode. Love me some Mando stuff. Um, as I've been talking about through the, uh, this episode as a Mando history buff, I loved getting more Mando history, and I hope we continue to see more of that in the future. Because this show is named the Ma- I, I kept joking about this the other day, too. This show is named The Mandalorian, and our Mandalorian character is from a cult break-off group. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So and I, I would like to say thank you to Star Wars for having a female director, because you can see... You. The change. Yes. And from also just the last co- episode to this one. So thank and, you. And let's continue and let's add writers to the writer's room and other areas as well for and representation. And female characters because I loved, I loved Koska or Koska or however you say her name's Reeves. I loved her. Give mm-hmm. me more. Especially more female Mandos. I love female yes. Mandos. Let's go. Yes. I mean, I love both of them, but like, let's go. <laughs> and and I, I would say that when I was reading the discourse on the egg thing, I did see a lot of of the counter argument saying that there are too many at this point, women in star Wars, too many. This is, this is the discourse that I'm seeing and that is not acceptable. Yeah. That is a big factor to acknowledge is it's largely like a lot of people say it's just like, because females in fandom have always like had it rough yes both in terms of content we are given and like how like as we were saying and how it's handled, interacting yes, and as well the as fandom. the fandom yes so it, 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 we are not blowing it up out of proportion we are not sensitive or whatever you however you want to frame it we're just as much fans as anyone else star mm-hmm. wars says that they support that with their stupid like Star Wars is for everyone shirts or whatever, but they clearly have not shown that based on the fact of how they are responding to hate and how they respond to fandom treatment and how they respond to their stories. So yes, more representation in the writer's room, more representation in the actors, more willingness to support your female fans. And listen, listen listen to the other side. And guess what? If there's something that somebody says that you dislike within Star Wars, you can simply walk away. And, and, and you don't have to comment because I don't comment on all the negative things that I read yep. and I can, I can let it go. And this did not ruin my childhood. I, I am okay. It, this entire situation hurt me, but I'm not devastated by it. I'm not angry at Star Wars and I'm not angry at the writers or anything like that. I'm yeah. frustrated and I want them to do better. That is and the message that thing. I want like, everyone to take from this. And that's another thing. Like when my brother was, um, when my brother was arguing with me, um, he, uh, when I was trying to end the conversation because I just mm-hmm. couldn't handle it anymore, he said I wasn't willing to defend myself. And that's the weird balance. You don't right? need to defend yourself because because 
if female fans usually if we argue too much we're called sensitive and mm-hmm. overreacting and our other really sexist comments are thrown in our way but if we don't defend ourselves we are like called like we're told that we're like not willing to defend ourselves and we're not true fans because we're exactly. not willing to like discuss the content but that's what we're doing we're discussing the content and yes. in discussing the content we are critiquing it yep yep thank you Allie. <laughs> And, and it's not anyone attacking. There is no attack from this perspective. The attack comes from the other perspective when you have to pick apart somebody that's saying, this is how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no, any, one's, no one's canceling anything from any that perspective. Any other thoughts on the Harris or anything else that we've been discussing today? No, I think, I think that is it. I'm excited for next week's episode and what's going to occur. Yeah. And slightly nervous. Slightly nervous. <laughs> yes, slightly nervous. But Not as nervous about as I was about this week's episode, but I, I wanted to see how the egg thing was going to be resolved. Oh, uh, yeah. As much as I see they were trying to, like we talked about earlier, they were trying to like show that Baby Yoda is learning about like the value of life and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I think there's still steps to take, especially with how the creators reacted to the criticism. Yes. I think that's, that's something that's really big. And, and it felt very defensive from, from that side, from Star Wars Mm -hmm. toward the fans. Yeah. And, and the thing is, so I'm a teacher. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to explain this from a teacher's perspective. We teachers often are attacked and, I mean, I've had parents curse me to my face, corner me in the classroom. I mean, in my face, screaming at me, I hate you, all these things. And I didn't scream back. I, I removed myself from the situation and addressed it in a professional manner. No one is, is doing that in, in this specific situation. We, we are only voicing our concerns and our frustrations. Never should somebody from the opposite side, a, a creative standpoint, feel the need to come at fans when they're not attacking and they're simply saying, this is how I feel. That a creative shouldn't take that as an attack. Yeah. And that's where I have a major issue. Mm-hmm. The creative needs to listen. When I've had parents upset, I, I listen to what they have to say to me because they're, they're upset because they're frustrated about something. And I need to look, it's something that maybe I unintentionally caused. So I need to do what I need to do as a teacher to make it a better situation for the entire population of my classroom. Mm-hmm. And I would assume, and I would want a creative environment that would do that with their fans. Mm-hmm. listen to your fans and not take it as a criticism or it is, I mean, take it as a criticism, but not, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I meant, I meant not to take it to heart that yeah. we're disparaging the brand. Yeah. There's a difference between saying Star Wars r- ruined my childhood. Now it's done stuff that goes against everything I stand for or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between that and, I just felt that this made me uncomfortable and yes. it wasn't read properly and there was it needs to be more sensitivity reading and like understanding that people's perspectives come into play with 
even if it's fiction, it still affects real people and real people still can relate to characters, find safe spaces. And this mm-hmm. is all kind of stuff I had to tell my brother like, because he's like, stories, it's fiction. And I'm like, uh. stories are meant for us to relate to. That yeah. is the entire point of a story is yeah. for us, the viewer or reader to relate to the art that's put in front of us. That is the point of the story. <laughs> yeah. So yes, it is a story, but for us to not relate to it and for people to tell me not to relate to a story, I, I'm, I don't understand <laughs> because <laughs> that is why we have stories. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just am confused and I would ask people to really think <laughs> about that <laughs> for a second that all stories are there for us to relate to yes it's not just for you to say hmm, hmm. If, if that were true then we'd have blobs of color put in front of our eyes <laughs> and that is it Anyway, um, thank you all so much for listening. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Allie underscore M underscore Andrews. You can follow Maria on Twitter at Mayor of the Galaxy. Um, You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Knights of Wren and on Instagram at Knights underscore of Wren. You can check out the podcast on iTunes, podcast.com, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. You can subscribe and leave us a review if you want. We really appreciate it. Other than that, I'm still working on the Patreon thing. It's taking me a w- bit longer than I thought because I started to work on a different drawing again. <laughs> I, my attention span is very small. Well, uh, I loved your She-Ra drawing that you did, Allie. That was wonderful. Yeah, thank you. Yes. And other than that, thank you all so much for listening. If you, you want to send us a story, I mean, not a story. If you want to send us um, some uh, something about your experience or what you want to see, what changes you want to see, you can still do that. Um, send us submissions to our DM or to nightsofrimpodcast.gmail.com. Make sure you check out the fundraiser, share it if you can, and donate if you can. And other than that, thank you all so much for listening, and I hope you all come back next time to listen to us talk more Star Wars. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.